You're listening to The Range, Garner-Webb University streaming and on-demand radio. It's time for Cinema Scene, and uh, Noel Manning is not with us today, but filling in is Mallory Moore, the BFCA scholar. I yes. think I got that right. Yes, Broad- sir. Uh, broadcast, broadcast film, film critics, critics of america yeah, association. there you go yep ah, association yep okay. uh so uh you're gonna tell us all about a movie you saw that i'm expecting yes. will do very very well at the uh-huh. box office it's, it's the latest iteration yeah. of the king kong story yeah this is called um kong uh, skull island it's coming out um uh in theaters friday march 10th rated pg-13 starring um a great cast here tom hiddleston samuel l jackson brie larson John Goodman and John C. Riley. So I didn't know what to expect going into this movie. Um, I've never actually seen any other Kong, not the, you know, the old ones or any of the newest ones. I think they did one in like 2005 or something, something like was, that. Yeah, yeah, one mm-hmm. of the more recent ones. Um, that so was I, the yeah. Peter Jackson film. It, yeah. it did pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. But, you know, when I think of King Kong, I imagine him, you know, like rampaging through New York City and tearing up buildings. But, um, this film is very much set on the the island that they go to. So it's all about um, Kong, King Kong in his um, his natural habitat. So it takes place in um, in the early uh, 1970s, just after the United States has uh, left or come out of the Vietnam War. And two scientists are part of a group called Monarch that specializes in investigating monsters and other creepy, maybe otherworldly things happening on Earth. And they're organizing an expedition to investigate um, this place called Skull Island, which um, John Goodman's character, who's one of the scientists, describes it as something like the place where God didn't finish creation. So a pretty ominous uh, tone there that sets you up for this island. Um, So these two men round up some people Um, You've got other scientists, soldiers, a tracker, a photographer, and they're all going to go to this island. Um, And most of them don't really know what to expect there. But as soon as they come to Skull Island, they encounter Kong. Um, And there are also quite a few other surprises and mysteries on the island that I wasn't really expecting. So um, it's definitely a different take on the story from, like I said, I haven't seen the others, but from what I was expecting, and there are quite a few surprises in store on Skull Island. Um, I kind of saw it as a combination of like journey journey to the center of the earth and Jurassic Park. So kind of along those lines. Um, yeah, as you were describing that, I was thinking it reminds me a little bit of that first Jurassic Park. Yeah, it, it had a lot of those elements, you know, people coming Um, to a kind of exotic location where they don't really know what to expect and they're in for quite a surprise. And um, at first it does seem very beautiful and, you know, the photographer snapping photos and everything, but it doesn't take long for everything to go wrong Mm -hmm. and the wildlife to start turning on these um, explorers. So um, it was definitely a very action-focused film and I'm usually not, you know, one to jump up and go see an action movie. They don't um, interests me as much as other things do, but I liked that I could follow the action in this. It was very well edited and clean cut, um, so I liked that I could, you know, keep up with what was going on. So if you do like action, you know, you're going to find it pretty exciting. Well, I know with like Michael Bay films, mm-hmm. there's all this action coming at you and things exploding, and it happens so fast. Sometimes I can't keep up with yeah. it. I don't know what's going on. You know? Yeah, there definitely was a separation um, between, like, you know, you had a big action scene and then things kind of died down and you could, 
keep track of, you know, if anyone had exploded or, (laughs) you know, if anyone had gone missing. Um, It sort of took on the style of maybe recent, like, superhero films. It had a lot of these good one-liners that kind of balanced out the the more serious, even scary elements with some humor. Um, So kind of like, I don't know, some of the Marvel movies that have been coming out recently that have done really well, it kind of reminded me of those. Um, the one thing it lacked, though, that a lot of those super mo- superhero movies do have is a really good character depth. And it had, you know, a lot of characters in it. Um, but with that, it didn't really provide a lot of time to kind of explore, you know, each person's, if they have inner conflict or like a, you know, an interesting backstory. They kind of just, you know, were there and they stayed the same. And they took on a lot of, I guess, stereotypes. I mean, you've got the um the military man who isn't ready to leave the war yet you've got a kind of rugged individualist who's the tracker um and you've got like a kooky scientist that believes in monsters and no one really no one else really believes him so all these characters that you know you've seen a lot um in other movies and it kind of was disappointing because there was such a great cast um especially like you know tom hiddleston samuel l jackson but they, the characters that they play didn't really allow them the chance to develop or mm-hmm. to, to really act that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, however, do a good job of, like I said, keeping track of all those characters um, on the island. They get, you know, separated at times. They're doing different things. And it definitely, while it was kind of slow at parts, it definitely kind of lets you, clued you in on who's doing what and what was going on. And it also did well with more of the side characters Um, A lot of times in action movies, I think side characters are just the people that they bring in so that they can explode. And someone's got to die when there's, you know, a a gunfight or an accident of some kind. Star Trek fans like me, we we call them red shirts. Yeah. (laughs) They end up disappearing somewhere Mm -hmm. along the line. Yeah, but it it did do a good job of giving some of those, you know, side characters a personality. There were these, um, this group of four or five men that came in um, as military protection and it showed you um, their unique and kind of kooky or funny personalities that each one had. Um, But then with that, it didn't really develop the main characters either. So it was a different different take on the characters there. Now, you said when you think of King Kong, you think of him climbing up the uh, the, the uh, Empire State Building yeah. in New York, yeah. swatting at the planes and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, what, when I think of uh, King Kong, I think of that as well. Mm-hmm. But I also think of Fay Ray. Is there some sort of Fay Ray character, the, the the female that Kong falls in love with? Yeah, there's um, Brie Larson plays a photographer in this who who goes along um, on the expedition, and she is an an anti-war. Um, activist, I guess, and she's um, trying to get, you know, the perfect picture that'll cause some kind of change of public opinion or spark, you know, some action from people, something like that. Um, And there wasn't, you know, a super intricate intricate love story that really drove it. Um, It was just kind of implied that, you know, Kong took a liking to her Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that, you know, in the battle scenes, he's going to want to save her and Mm -hmm. look out for her. But it wasn't, you know, a huge central driving force of the story. I'm just happy that there's a Fay Ray character. Yeah, (laughs) she's in there. But, um, yeah, it's got, you know, great action. The cast is good, even if they weren't, you know, given the best characters to act in. Um, It's 
it's funny too. I mean, um, that wasn't something I was expecting so much, but I enjoyed that. It kind Mm -hmm. of provided a nice balance between all of the heavy, uh, action and, um, fighting scenes. And it's also beautifully shot. Um, cinematography is great. It's a very visually oriented film, I guess. Um, in that, like I said, there's not a whole lot of characters driving the plot, but you get something nice to look at. You get this beautiful island that they're on and then all kinds of, um, interesting creatures they find there and, uh, different settings that you're not going to see, you know, walking out your back door. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So uh, do you have like a rating system? You know, give it so many stars or uh, <laughs> um, A pluses or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, on the school grade, probably a B plus. B plus. That's pretty one. good. So, hey. Yeah. Definitely a good entertaining summer popcorn flick. So. Yeah. And as yeah. Noel likes to point out, when it comes to films, summer seems to get earlier and earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Mallory Moore. She's the broadcast film critic scholar for the semester. And this is Cinema Scene. If you've got questions or comments, you can email us here at the station, info at wgwg.org. We'll pass along the information. Thanks so much.